Just a quick word before we get into this episode, Gobbits and Gays stands in Palestine, Congo, Haiti, Yemen, and Sudan, and all others who face threats of genocide, occupation, and exploitation. Please check out the links in the description for ways to educate yourself and help those in need. Thank you. to the bitter chill of an unfeeling universe. Goblets and Gays have returned to the world of Alien using Free League Press's incredible Alien RPG with our second season of Mother May I. My name is Fair, Sayushi her pronouns, and I am honored to be back as your game mother. This is episode six, Extraordinary Potential for Commerce. So now let's reacquaint ourselves with the intrepid remaining crew of the Medea. Hi, I'm Aubrey, and I will be playing Dr. Darcy Langley, and we both use she-her pronouns. Hello, I am Tick, I use he-she-they pronouns, and I am playing the ship's faithful cat, Cosmopolitan. Wow, those words didn't want to leave my mouth correctly. Hello, everybody, I'm Aki, my pronouns are she-her, and I will be playing Dr. Matilda Fernandez, who also uses she-her pronouns. And my name is Alyssa, I use they-them pronouns, and I will be playing Mercy Fairweather, erstwhile comms officer, who uses she-her pronouns. Space offers extraordinary potential for commerce and adventure, for new innovations and new tests of will. Bill Frist. In a single line of redacted text and a redacted file stored only as a physical copy held by one Michael Bishop, this planet had a name, but it's not one you'd ever hear. Privately, he calls it his golden fleece and keeps close tabs on its going-ons. This planet will change everything for him, for his company, for the future of the known galaxy. The higher-ups who know this planet call it shirtwaist, with a chuckle and a smile. Gallows humor, they say, to the very, very few who frown. Lighten up, they say. The locals who work the Wayland yutani facilities here call it HFO, their own grim joke. The gallows humor rings differently when you're the one set to hang. In a few hours, it will be given another name, by one whose life it will change forever. A mechanos, a Greek title bestowed just once upon an unexpected head, a name meaning helpless. The delivery ship settles on the landing strip with a heavy thud. Quiet fills the cockpit as you all stare out at the thick flurries of snow crisscrossing the windshield. Three things occur to you all. One, 
The landing strip is outside, so the atmosphere must be breathable, at least for short periods of time, and the computer readings do confirm this. Two, there's no ground crew rushing out to greet you, but it is clearly flipping cold. Three, bad weather is going to make taking off again difficult. What do you all do? We know that the ship is uh, damaged, so it's kind of why we had to make the the, the set down here. But definitely going to look around at everyone else and be like, okay, um, we've gotten out of there. We're here. We should probably try to find some sort of shelter, maybe figure out our options and go from there. You do see outside the view window the slightly blurred by snow outline of um, a rather large building that has been constructed not too far from the landing strip. Before we go out into the unknown, can you do something about this? Yes, yes, you are are injured. (laughs) Mercy gestures Uh, at their body, which is very injured. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do some medicine. Uh, uh, all I'm gonna say is, um, I was 100% making sure Mercy didn't bleed out, but also, I'm, like, I'm a doctor. I am not a doctor for humans or animals, like, specifically. Um, and so, I've been, um, I, like, I've, like, I don't know, we got, like, a sweater somewhere, definitely not mine. I use that as, like, a makeshift tourniquet. It is not, it is not tight enough. It's just there at this point to be dyed red and possibly passing out. I'm just making sure that you stay awake at this point, and, um, I'm saying shit like, a little higher, and that would have been dangerous for the both of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's really unfortunate, um, because I did roll a one on one of my stress die. On the bright side, it's not gonna kill Mercy. And you keep it together. <laughs> um, but you, um, you're keeping it together, but you did just A, fly a ship and land a ship when you're not a pilot. After having escaped from the place that was technically keeping you hostage, I mean, technically speaking, um, if you want to really, really look at it, um, and that was also under attack of the lovely beings that you have been um, researching for two years now, Um, and so that has certainly caused um, perhaps some of your, your... the things that should be easy to do have just fled your brain. Like looking at this and being like, okay, okay, we, I, I can't, can't work here. We need a, we need a, a good space. We need a clean space. Shuttle certainly is not clean. I, I would not want you to get infected. And we need better supplies. So hopefully there's something in there and we can stabilize you and figure this all out. For the purpose of just keeping Mercy okay enough to walk on her own as we go find shelter, is there, like, could I attempt, I don't know, perhaps like a survival 
yeah, I'll let you roll survival here, Justice. It won't restore any health to Mercy, um, but it might at least make it easier for Mercy to wander around. Mercy, where are you injured, like, physically? Uh, so I definitely got got by the alien. I assume it's the sort of chest region, like chest or tummy. I can't remember where exactly you she got was attacked. grabbed, not stabbed, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, like, I did get and, grabbed. And pulled out of the way, so. Yeah, I was gonna say scratched up on, on your back. Your tummy would make sense, too. Um, no ones on stress dice. Um, one six, though. Okay, uh, then yeah, um, I think you, you know enough to, like, staunch the bleeding, um, which I think even though you weren't trying very hard um, between your instincts and thinking about it a little bit now, I think um, the bleeding has mostly stopped. So it hurts to move around, but you're not in any immediate danger so long as there's no new danger. Um, just as you disembark, the ramp lowers down and you step out into a frozen tundra. It is cold. There's snow blowing around. The visibility is terrible. Like, the building is not that far from you and you can barely see it because the snow is just blowing around so so hard. And it's so cold. Uh, just, you're immediately starting to shiver a little bit as you were not dressed for this at all. Um, you were... You have had perfectly regulated temperatures for two years, and suddenly you're at the mercy of weather. But on the other hand, fresh air. It's been a long time since you've had real fresh air. Um, but you see coming towards you, there is a figure in a half-zipped-up parka running towards you, um, gets close, and like shouting through over the wind is like, Sorry, sorry, we were expecting you hours ago. What the hell happened up there? What are you doing on this side of the facility? Hang on, where's Dick? I honestly don't know the answer to that question. Never mind. I don't want to have this conversation out here. It's cold as balls. Let's move it in. Come on, come on. Pull my lab coat around me. I help uh, Matilda get uh, Mercy into the, uh, the out of the cold. Mm -hmm. Who's carrying uh, Cosmo? Me. I, yeah. have, I, put... I cannot walk in the snow. It's too deep. No. Also, I do, I I did put you in like a crate, uh, not a crate, like a carrier before because... Yeah. So I just instinctively put you back in the good old box, you know, to keep you keep you safe. But yeah, I've got I'm I'm helping. Like if if Mercy's got like her arms around us, yeah, and then I'm carrying Cosmo not too gracefully in the the, the crate. Um, but he leads you all inside. He pulls this big, huge, heavy door open um, and, like, steps inside first and then ushers you all in. Uh, and there's this locker area directly inside as he pulls the door shut. And then he takes off his heavy coat, shaking snow out of um, gray-streaked blonde hair. He's got a square jaw that's rough with several days of beard growth, um, pale skin that's a little pink from sunburn, except for like around the eyes, like he usually wears goggles. Um, and he has like laugh lines in the corner. Um, he's wearing a very heavy pair of work coveralls that like zip up the front, and he has a gun on his belt. But he does extend his hand out to each of you uh, to shake and says, uh, Name's Jason. I handle the takeoffs around here. Who the hell are all of you? Uh, Darcy Langley. I was uh, a doctor on the um, station. Oh, nice to meet you. Meow. 
that's, that's Cosmo. Um, and Matilda, Doctor Matilda, Fernandez. Wait, 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 wait. You're like the actual Doctor Matilda Fernandez. The actual like you wrote the uh, dissertation back in oh what was it like six or seven years ago? Yeah, that would that would be me. Oh my gosh, I love your work. <laughs> oh wow, I have read your dissertation like at least three times. The 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 wow the the theories you've had, the way your work interacts with what we know about like alien species is mind blowing. Honestly, it changed my life a little bit. Uh, changed everything I thought I understood about the world. Incredible. I can't believe you're here. Wow. Never thought I'd get a chance to meet you. Not to interrupt or anything. Uh, do you have a oh, medical sorry. facility? Uh, yeah, I do yeah. currently have somebody who needs medical attention. Yeah, you look, uh, you look a little roughed up. What's not to, we can walk and talk. I'm great at that. What's your name while we walk and talk? Mercy, Fairweather, comms officer. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, but he starts walking you all down a hallway and says, well, uh, welcome to HFO. That's uh, what we call the planet here. And hell froze over, obviously. These are the main facilities here. Uh, heard they're building a second one out, actually, if you clicks east, but you can imagine it's slow going in this weather. And yes, it's like this all the time. Um, so I haven't gotten any transfer paperwork or anything, so you're gonna have to just excuse the mess. Last I heard from up top, there was like a delay of some kind, but they are so bloody tight-lipped up there. I never know what's going on. Uh, did they even send the delivery down? Because I gotta send a crew out if they did. They, um, they did not. They're, um, it was an accident. Yeah, well, you might as well heat up while you can. Uh, cafes got stroking off today, which ain't bad for cafeteria for food, frankly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, here we go. And the whole time he's been talking, you've wandered down a hallway. Uh, there's a ladder you passed that was labeled Observation Deck. And you come down into a somewhat busy recreation room. All the walls that you've seen so far have been lined with this rippled uh, fiber cement, and the floors are metal covered in carpeted rubber mats. Uh, the rec room itself is occupied by seven other people in similar coveralls to Jason. One of them is applying salve to a small burn wound on their hand. Another pair are chatting, sipping beers. Someone's flicking darts at a dartboard. You see an older, heavily tattooed woman in the corner who eyes you all as you enter and then just gets up and leaves. Um, Jason, like, pauses here for a minute and goes, Right, so this is the rec room. Paul across goes to cafeteria, engineering, maintenance, the lock. Hall to the left uh, leads to the employee, living quarters, which are upstairs. Hall to the right, work center, downstairs. That's med lab, factory floor, offices, everything else. That's everything. Um... I've got to get some things settled, find Gris. I'll take your uh, friend here down to the med lab. We'll figure out what to do with the rest of you all. So uh, why don't you go get settled in? 104, 105, and 108 have been recently vacated. So take your pick of any of those. Look around all you like. Just uh, stay out of the work facilities for the time being. Kind of dangerous to be in there without proper training and gear. We'll get you all sorted out by tomorrow. <laughs> take the day off while you have it. They don't believe in weekends on HFO. <laughs> I understand that feeling. Um, uh, I, I, I'll at least let the, you know, I'll go with Mercy to, you know, 
talk to the talk to your your doctor here my patient i just want to make sure that oh, everything is that fine. kind of doctor i'm that kind of doctor yes hey nice nice uh we probably could use a second one around here anyway <laughs> we have a, a lot of incidents uh but yeah uh feel free to explore around i'll catch up with all of you later have a good one. Oh, and just uh don't let the cat wander around too much the safety safety thing you know how it is anyway Bitch. Your cat talks? I just, I'll, yeah, I'll just nod. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he crouches down to eye level with the eye, with the cat carrier and like looks in and then goes, My name's Jason. Nice to meet you. No. I can respect that. <laughs> and then he just gets up and gestures to um, Mercy and Dr. Langley and um, leads you all to the right. And I'll look back at uh, Matilda and just being like, well, I'll make sure that uh, Mercy's all right and then we can figure out what our next steps are. Well, um, I'll stay here, explore, um, put a leash on Cosmo. Yeah, see if you can find out anything that uh, to do with where we are. Got it. And I look at Mercy and go, don't die. Uh, and she gives you a little, like, sarcastic salute. Uh, Jason leads the two of you down a hall, um, and there is a, like, a connecting tunnel. It's clear. Um, you're not sure what the material is made out of, if it's some kind of plastic or fiberglass or what it is, but it does let you look out at the wondrous expanse of white that seems to surround you all. Um, and he kind of says, sometimes the weather actually clears, and we do get some pretty spectacular views, but um, weather does not clear ever. So we kind of take a holiday when that actually happens. Anyway, and he leads you down into um, another area where there's a few little small rooms and then um, stairs on one side and an elevator um set in the middle but it's like not like a fancy enclosed modern elevator it's like one of those cage elevators that you see in like mines and stuff and he pulls open the door um and steps in and then lets you all come in and then pulls it shut and pushes it's like got one of those big um remote button things where there's just two buttons on it and it either goes up or down that's it <laughs> hits the down button uh, and it just jerks to a, a start and starts descending down. Uh, he just kind of leans against the wall and stares at you both, like, not hostile in any way. He's just kind of curious because you came out of nowhere. So how long have you been here, Jason? Uh, well, uh, ages. Uh, I guess not ages, ages, but about two years or so. I'm basically since the facility uh, was started, so slightly before that, I guess. I guess it's been a little longer than two years in that case. What exactly do you do? do you, is this a mining operation or something? Uh, we weren't really told much in the the, the station. We just told uh, that there was something down here. Yeah, it's more of a factory situation than mining, I would say. Um. I'll be honest, it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a shock the first time you see it, but you get used to it. It becomes commonplace. I'm not going to freak you out on day one when you don't even have an assignment or a room yet. 
but uh, yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> but uh, the facilities themselves are older. I think they're what seven, ten years old or something like that. I don't remember what they used to be. Some sort of um, machinery assembly, I think, is what it used to do out here. And then um, I was signed on about three years ago to help overhaul this whole place. We did it in six months, which was a heck of a time, you can imagine. Then we all had to sign some massive NDAs. Half the workers were shipped off elsewhere. We got a whole bunch of new folks in. Um, a lot of ex-cons around here, but like, don't let that, they're good folks, you know? Hard to get a job when you just got out or have just been out for a while. Not a lot of people want to hire for um, reasons I never understood. Totally understandable. uh, Yeah, so that's what we we do now. It's uh, pretty limited in terms of comings and goings. Sometimes messages are hard to get out. There's some sort of relay issue, I guess. We put it in a complaint years ago, but yeah, you know how it is. They're slow to fix that sort of thing. Oh, I'd be happy to look into that if there's anything we can do on this end once I'm at Mercy again gestures to right. their sort of tattered torso. Crowns officer, yeah. You know what? That'd be great. Uh, definitely say so we got a medic, we got a comms officer now, and we got one of the best scientists probably in the known galaxy, so I think uh, this facility's gonna improve by leaps and bounds. Where have you all been hiding? Could have used you ages ago. On the station above the planet. Oh, well. Nice. Really lapse into comfortable silence. Maybe slightly (laughs) uncomfortable silence as I'm like, just being like, okay, Mercy, it's gonna be fine. (laughs) Uh, the lift comes to a stop and he pulls the door open, leads you out into um, a small area um, that has um, a couple different, like everything is behind doors and they're all like doors that you need swipe cards to get into and they're heavy duty doors. Like these are pretty intense. Um, But he goes to the closest one, um, swipes his card, it opens, he steps in, ushers you all inside. So it's all right, uh, med bay is in here. Uh, I was gonna apologize that our uh, usual doc is off duty at the moment, and I was gonna go hunt him down, but I guess I don't have to. But you're welcome to use anything in here. He might complain about it, but like, screw him. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, um, th- thank you, um, I mean, we'll figure it out, uh, and yeah, I'm gonna just immediately, especially if I see a place where I can put Mercy down and start working in a nice, not a, less stress-free environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the situation is as such that you don't need to roll to do this. Um, Mercy, you can just recover all of your health. Yay! Um, as we're left alone here in this little med bay, is there anything small that I could borrow that could potentially be used as a weapon? Like some, like, scissors or something? Yeah. Like a scalpel? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can definitely grab something small and sharp if you like. I would like, thank you. I don't know why. I don't know what you're so worried about. 
I don't know. I, I don't like the term factory. It's pretty normal. They probably make cars. Uh, but you can add like a knife to your inventory and call that. Or, oh wait, there's a surgical kit. You can add that sucker. <laughs> it has damage to it, so. Yeah, so you can either add a surgical kit or a blunt instrument and that will... And then you can decide what small object you manage to squirrel away. Uh, but Jason does step outside, obviously, so you can steal stuff. But um, he doesn't leave, he just gives you privacy to do whatever you gotta do. But yeah, we'll jump back to Cosmo and Matilda. What are you doing up top? I, um, I will let, like, I'll, I'll look for a place to sit, uh, and and more importantly, another place to keep the, the um, little little traveling crate for um, for mm -hmm. for for Cosmo. So that way, I can let him out. Uh, yeah, and there are, um, you were told that there were employee quarters that you could occupy. Uh, there were three rooms that you were told were empty. And you're told basically how to get to them, which is left and upstairs. So you can also go claim a room if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll go claim a room. No, um, you know what? Give me 105. Because 105 it is. 104 is an unlucky number. Um, and eight is divisible by four. So we're just going to go with five. Perfect. Uh, can I do the regular cat thing and give the room a little check, a little, little examination? Make sure yeah. it's up to par. Absolutely. You run around, it's got lots of interesting smells. It still smells a lot like the last person who was in here. Um, they clearly haven't been gone long, uh, but it's clean. Um, there's some interesting bits of dust underneath like the bed. That's uh, like, it looks like one of those typical alien space rooms with the, like the bunks that are pushed into the wall. Um, and there's cubbies like underneath and above, like light you can open. And yeah, it's it's interesting. It smells, again, I mean, bad uh, smells are not necessarily a thing to you. It's just interesting and uninteresting because cats, um, and they're mostly all very interesting smells. And to Matilda, it just smells clean, which is nice. Clean, but the last person who was here left very. How recently? Like, are we talking like a couple hours of smell, like a day of smell? Um, the smells have been degraded a little bit by the cleaning process, so it's hard to put that under like anything super exact. But you would probably guess a few days. Okay. And are there any like vents or? Uh... Yes, but they're small. They're like cat-sized. You could crawl through them if they were open, but they're not like. I must investigate the room thoroughly to make sure it is good, and then I will just sit on the bed. Yes. So you like it here? Cosmo just kind of pads around on the bed a little bit, and just says, Yes. No. Yes. I give you, um, some he some some scritches. Um, just to, just to make you feel a little bit nicer. Um, but, uh, do I notice the vent, per se? If you if that is something you want to notice, yes, absolutely. There is a vent. It is like normal house vent, so it's probably about, you know, six inches tall and twelve inches wide at most. I think um I'm look I'm just trying to take note of like exits, so potential windows. One. If there's another door that I can maybe leave through. If not, uh and and also the vent and um when I see the vent if I, like, stick my fingers through and pull it, like, is it, like, something that will pop out like that? Or is it, like, you gotta unscrew it or something? It's screwed in. Yeah, so it's screwed, it's screwed in. in. Um, there's only the two doors. The door 
back into the hallway and then the bathroom door but you do have a private bathroom which is nice um and then there is a small window um that looks out over a blizzard but um it's it looks like it's like super it's like space level windows it would be difficult to break it um but i see the 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 vent i notice that it's screwed in and i think okay well i'm gonna I'm gonna need a screwdriver. I know that I'm I'm very aware that this is not for me. Like this is not an area of escape for me, but could be for Cosmo. And also Cosmo could, in fact, I also believe in the fact that we could essentially stick a camera on Cosmo and have Cosmo navigate through vents. Um, so seeing that, put the leash on um on Cosmo and go, wanna go for a walk? Yes. And uh we're gonna we're gonna walk. I make sure that people know that this room is claimed for though. Right. I'm looking for Vesper next, who whom I left I abandoned in the the the, the main area. And Vesper is a a little yeah. guy. I don't think Vesper would <laughs> explore. They are um they're peeking into one of the other rooms uh that we're told was unoccupied. Um, and says, oh, this one's got two beds, so I guess this is a double, this is a roommate situation. Which could be really gay in other circumstances, but... That's fine. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying, other, the rest of the, unless I get a crew assigned, you know what, never mind. No, 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 just, just you, you, go take the other one. Or, unless you want to be gay with... With with with, <laughs> you want to be gay with someone? I mean, they're all spoken for. So anyway, I'm gonna go claim a room, and then <laughs> check no, out. No, 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 wait, one second, Bess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you got a screwdriver on you? Yeah, totally. What you need it for? I mean, here. <laughs> what you need it there, for? There's some vents in the rooms. I was thinking. The big ones. Nah. Oh. Cat sized. Oh. I was thinking, uh, unscrew him, stick a camera on the cat, let Cosmo wander, mm-hmm. monitor yeah. it for a little bit. Do not have a camera. No. Think I get one. Oh yeah. Okay. But um, I mean, screw screwdriver. That's perfect. Step one, taken care of. Done. Check it off. What kind of camera would I need? Small. I don't know small. how small I make them, but small, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and some way to strap it on. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can usually, um, you could probably, okay, so if you could get a suit, like space suit, right? They usually have cameras built into the helmets. I could disassemble that out of the helmet. You could strap it on the cat, send the cat through the air ducts. That's the plan, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Do I need to bring you the, the whole suit? Just the helmet. All the hardware stored in the helmet. Got it, got it. I will find you later. Perfect. I will be in the cafeteria. Don't get too gay now. And, um... <laughs> I, w- I whistle, too. No promises. <laughs> um, so you're heading towards the, the locker rooms, you said? Yeah, anything like a lot. Locker rooms make sense. Um, 
if not there it would be like i guess like a cargo bay area because you would they would the suits would in theory be on the side um in an emergency just just somewhere where i yeah basically locker room first cargo bay next landing dogs third <laughs> for areas that i think have helmets yeah okay um you start heading in that direction um and you see like there is um a young woman kind of standing off to the side with like short buzzed hair um and like several piercings who's just like watching you go by with like venom in her eyes um and she doesn't stop you or do anything she just watches you go um because i am cheeky as fuck i give her a wink oh the kind of wink that has has a little sparkle sound effect and like you know like a goddamn like glitter would appear yeah yeah it's it's gay but like also if she if she was looking for a fight <laughs> i might be down for it <laughs> uh she just like squints and like gives you like an even dirtier look and then just like disappears like not like in the moment just like walks away and gets out of sight uh but yeah you go to the locker um area you find a lot of snowsuits in there um and only one single spacesuit that's kind of scary <laughs> i don't like that terrifying um just one that the confidence i don't think it's called it, it's, it's not it's confidence capitalism. but like you know like just nobody's questioning it so far as well so that's just you know these these things are whack well they are um, on the planet and not in space so presumably they just don't go to space very often i know but but still the budget real small for spacesuits <laughs> i i take a helmet yeah uh you take a helmet and we will bounce back to you in a minute uh downstairs crew uh, do you do anything after the med bay situation? Once I have Mercy patched up, uh, I'll definitely look over and be like, I don't think you just want to spend time here. So anyway, uh, we go try to find the others and figure out what's going on. Sounds good. Um, but before we sort of head back up, Mercy will ask Jason, um, so who's in charge around here? Is it you or is there someone we should talk to tomorrow for Chris? That'd be Chris. Um you can call her Abby. She'll probably punch you. Uh Abigail Chris is our facility manager, though. She's my uh, not my next stop, but my stop after that. Make sure to have that conversation tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, she'll figure out what to do with you all, get you placements paperwork, all that jazz. Darcy, internally, I have traded one job I didn't want for a different job I don't want. <laughs> uh, yeah, ready to head back up, all of you? All of you. There's two of you. Tell the doctor uh, your medic here. Thanks for access to his uh, space and supplies. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you probably be working with him, so, um... Probably, yeah. 
Give him hell. He deserves it. Uh, shall we? Yeah. All right. Um, gives you back into the elevator, pulls the gate shut, holds the button to, or hits the button to go back up. Um, and you ascend. I'm sure he probably makes small talk as you go, just generally like, what do you like to do? What do you think about this? What about this? Like, he's a very friendly person and just like seems genuinely like interested in like learning about you, but he doesn't like pry like deeply if he senses you're hesitant. He asks a different question. Like, clearly he hasn't met new people in a while. So he's like, awesome. I am an extrovert. These are new friends. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. I think Mercy makes note of that and in a better um, mood, feeling, not having just gotten attacked by an alien. She yeah. would be like sort of trying to pump him subtly for information, but as it is, she's happy to just kind of nod along and go with it. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and um, you come back up and he reminds you how to get everywhere again um, and then says, if you need anything else, you can just call for me. Everyone knows me around here. I'm usually up on the observation deck, but it's, we got the ship, so there's not a lot to keep an eye out for. So now I just kind of wander around and try to be useful. So anything you need, yep, out. Once we uh, get back to the, the main thing, I I do imagine there's a, I'm gonna look around, uh, probably get a, try to get a feeling for, for everyone mm -hmm. else that's here. Um, and then eventually seek out uh, the rest of the group. Yeah. Um, there are, you noticed Vesper like walking towards where Jason told you the cafeteria was. Um, you see some of the people who like the dart player is still playing darts. Um, he's like a young guy with dark hair, um, just kind of angrily throwing darts. Like this is clearly his way to get frustration out. Uh, there's a couple other people scattered around. It's uh, not like hundreds and hundreds of people, but it's clearly got like at least a hundred people who work here. Mm. Oh, and I will also drop off my things in the mm -hmm. probably the the one other room. I'll leave I'll leave Mercy to to bunk with Esper, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're five and one oh eight. Um, Mercy, I can't. I don't know. I. Anyway, I keep forgetting what your first name is and just remembering the last. Um, yeah, is there anyone in particular you want to talk to or just are you interested in talking to people or are you just looking around and stuff? I was just kind of, I didn't really want to talk to anybody because hopefully I won't be here for very long. Sure. Hopefully. No to make that's my That's my hope. Um, I, I'm very, very focused on what my mission is. Uh, my personal agenda, I'm very focused on that. I don't want to stick around. I escaped this. I'm gonna escape this too, and I'll figure out a way. Sure. Um, so yeah, it definitely is a good, after dropping off my things and everything, go try to find uh, Matilda. Okay. Uh, Mercy, what are you doing? Yeah, are there like showers and clothes I can steal? Yes. Um, well, yes, definitely the first one. That's easy. Um, you'd probably have to ask around a bit to, like, find, like, laundry facilities and, like, if they have spare uniforms or something. And they do. They're 
people live here full time. There are spare clothes in abundance. They're all branded Wayland Yutani. Um, but you have your choices of the Wayland Yutani tracksuit, uh, the Wayland Yutani coveralls, uh, the Wayland Yutani t shirt and sweatpants combo, or the Wayland uh, Yutani shorts and t shirt combo. Yeah, I think that Mercy cleans up and pulls on the Wayland Yutani tracksuit with a little bit of visible disdain. Um, she has been living in at least business casual, generally business business, uh, for most of her uh, life with Wayland Yutani. So she does not love this, but will then sort of go, uh, yeah, to the cafeteria, just socialize a little bit before heading to meet up with everyone else. Uh, yeah, no problem. Um, you meet up with Vesper, you probably pass Darcy, um, and in a little while you see Matilda kind of peek in holding, I guess, I mean, Matilda, what do you do with the helmet? Do you go find Mert Vesper right away, or do you go take it somewhere else? One, I have put Cosmo inside the helmet to make it look like, you know, oh, the cat. You know how it is. I won't move, you know, I'm stubborn. If it fits, it sits, you know, (laughs) just all those kind of things. All the while, I'm making sure Cosmo is not too grout, like if Cosmo gets like grouchy being in there, because I have to walk casually back. Um, I will be like giving so many scritches, so many tummy rubs. This this cat's gonna walk out high, like just (laughs) with all, all the affection. Um, and, um, we go back to our room so that way I can dump the helmet there. Um, and then I will go get Vesper and probably (laughs) run into everybody else. Uh, yeah, as you're dropping off the helmet and start to leave, um, your door opens, um, and you see Jason kind of standing there and he just kind of like knocks on the door frame um he doesn't let himself in he just kind of like makes himself known uh and says oh so you're my new neighbor huh (laughs) can't say i mind uh they're not much but it's kind of nice to have a private place to unwind way better than the last place i worked in them they had a stack of bunks four high in this tiny closet and still made us pay rent for it that does sound pretty shitty. Yeah, it was a uh, heck of a job. <laughs> this one somehow is an improvement. It's one of those one of those things where you can't tell if it's a blessing or a curse most days. That's how they get you. Make yeah. a living slightly better. That's a fact. <laughs> we only have my numbers of those 13. But, uh, Anyway, I uh, thought you might be interested in a tour of the facilities. Don't tell Grace, because she would have my head, but considering your work, I thought maybe you would find it at least as fascinating as I do. Unless hmm. you're in the middle of something. I, I mean, if you're resting, I don't want to. I don't want to inter- interject here. But I mean, I mean, I've got time. As long as you don't mind, um, you know, kind of not the best smelling person in this room right now. Oh, no, Sorry, you've got me you beat. 
you can take your time. I mean, I can come back later. I cannot come back at all. Whatever, whatever. How about you come back in like hour, hour and a half? Yeah, you got that it. That way, I can rid myself of cat hair for at least five minutes. Only last one. I, I, I have had some experience in that one, but um, yeah, I'm. You can walk in anytime next door. One oh six is where they put me. <laughs> Great. Um, I'll see you then. All right. And he wanders off. Cheeky bitch. <laughs> Cheeky bitch indeed. Trying to put on one on your mum. How does that make you feel? No. <laughs> you want to go? Want to go see the others? Or you want to stay here? Yes, to see everybody else? Yes. Alright, let's go. And uh, once again... I'll get out of the helmet. Yeah. I'll walk out to the door. Yeah, yep. Keep my eye on you. This time I don't have the leash, but I have the, like, the leash like in my hand, but I'm just like, kind of watching you. have your trust in me, which is all you need. Yeah, my trust. <laughs> okay. Um, you join the others in the cafeteria. I I mean Vesper at least has gotten food. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, there's probably like I've at least gotten food to you know blend in, and is probably eating some of it. Because you know that that kind of like crash when you're really stressed and there's a lot of adrenaline and then you're suddenly like I need to eat something. And as a doctor, I recognize this and. You know, just being like, okay, I actually need to eat something even if I don't want to. Yeah, um, it's been long enough now without anyone having to make rolls or do anything super specific that you can reduce your stress by one. Got some stuff. Got some... Got some stroganoff. Um, two things. One, got a... I've got a camera the size of a cat and a cat and a vent that is also the size of a cat, if we want to try. That sounds kind of unwieldy. Put a camera on the cat, have the cat wander. Yeah, Vespa's got a screwdriver, and it, if Vespa's not getting plowed within the hour, I mean, we've got, <laughs> we've got time. To... Look over at Vesper. Vesper's just like red face, eating <laughs> their stroganoff. Like, I I don't know what happened. That's another thing. Um. Uh, you, you know, that. God, what's his name? Uh, Jason. Yeah. It's offered me to uh, a tour around uh, the facilities. So. Um, I'm gonna take it roughly within an hour and a half, report back. Uh, good idea. We can figure out what's going on here and quite possibly what is our best way off this place. My thoughts exactly. But besides that, I was thinking, you know, using Cosmo to just scope out the place would also be a pretty, pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, there's I gotta be stuff that they they won't show us. So if mm -hmm. uh, Cosmo can figure that out, I mean, that's 
more things that we know and more things we can prepare for. Exactly. So, um, originally I was gonna be like, oh, let me do it and y'all can, like, chill in my room or whatever. Um, but with the other shit going down, um, could y'all do it instead? I got you all the equipment you could ever need. Yeah, well, I mean, as long as uh, Thesper can at least uh, walk us through it, I think we should be able to do this no problem. I look upset. The cat did not look happy. You've been working on the same work as Matilda for the last year. Do you think they've let you come on the facility tour too? I'd rather not fully split us up. I mean, we can offer that as well. I also don't know how helpful I would be in rigging technology up. So, if Matilda's okay with that. I mean, yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna get gay. Sorry, Vesper, I beat you. Vesper's like, I don't know what you're talking about! <laughs> Guess I'm gonna finish up eating stroganoff and then go with Matilda to get a tour of this place. Since okay. I said an hour and a half, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna shower, I'm gonna grab me some Whalen Yutani merch, um, but I'm gonna make sure that I put, that I wear like my lab coat over it so that way everything fits i mean i wore like a jumpsuit plus the lab coat as like my previous outfit and honest to god it's fucking good look so um i'm you i'm might looking be able to find that. like the one Waylon yutani tank top if you really look oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah. i pull that out of nowhere show it to mercy and mercy can <laughs> add me to her rivalries <laughs> uh but yeah <clears throat> Uh, there's, I think he gives you like a 10 minute buffer after the time you said, just in case, you know, you're taking a while or had anything else you wanted to do or anything like that, um, before he just kind of like shows up again, um, and like knocks on your door for, he doesn't actually come in this time because he doesn't know if you're changing or anything. Uh, right, now that I'm... he knows the shower is on the menu. Yeah, yeah. So Plus... he just kind of like knocks on the outside. Mm -hmm. Plus also, I'm... I don't know where everyone else is gonna go, but I have the helmet in this room. And so I'm okay if y'all wanted to play Mission Impossible 3 in my room, because Cosmos also claimed this place. Um, so it would just make sense, like, it's just like, they're watching my cat. Um, mm -hmm. um, if y'all wanted to be there and do it, that's like totally fine with, with Matilda. Um, she'd just shower real quick, be like, awesome, awesome, and then grab Darcy leave mm -hmm. uh yeah and he definitely like does a double take when he sees uh darcy um not necessarily in terms of like oh crap i was gonna flirt with you and now i can't but like in terms of like oh crap i'm breaking the rules here and now there's more people to know that <laughs> uh yeah um so darcy over here is my colleague uh helped me quite a bit on my research, especially, um, as of late. So, um, you know, I thought, oh, who better else to bring? Besides also safety in buddy system. You seem great. You seem, you seem real charming. But also, buddy system. Hey, more the merrier, as long as you don't tell Grizz. Because, uh, <laughs> I don't want a new job. <laughs> Not saying a single word. 
Yeah, I don't even know who the bitch is. Yeah, same. You will. You might like her. She's a um, strong personality. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, well, you're welcome to come along, Dr. Langley, as much as you want. Just, uh, I mean, you'd find out tomorrow anyway, so, you know, brace yourself if you're squeamish. I'm a doctor. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I got over both, being squeamish a long time ago. I bet you have. You've already been familiar with our downstairs lift. The one upstairs is the exact same. So now you've seen all of our lifts, and they are janky. Um, uplifting. So, <laughs> uplifting. Yes. Banished. Banished. <laughs> uh, so oh my god. Down from the employee quarters down to the little middle deck. Um, and then you take the next lift down to the lower lowest deck, which is below the planet surface. It's like underground. Um, and it's also, uh, Darcy, you would have noticed this when you were down here earlier. It's like way colder by like 15 degrees. Like whoever works down here, I hope they have sweaters because it's chilly. Not as cold as outside, but certainly um, cold. But that brings us... Uh, I'll bring open the map to downstairs. You're welcome. Um, and he walks you both down, um, repoints out the med bay for uh, Dr. Fernandez's purposes, and then comes down to um, a fork in the hallway and pages in and with a key card and then says, all right, um, you want to start backwards or forwards? Dealer's choice here. Mm. Oh. Hey, it's all you, Matilda. I mean, where? How how often do you do, you do these tours? Well, me, uh, honestly, as often as I can, just because um, I'm more of a people person than greases, so it's not my job. <laughs> but I uh, I like helping soften the blow a little bit. Let's go backwards. All right. To uh, so backwards it is. And so he turns to the left and leads you down a hallway. He cards into it and you walk into a large um, warehouse type space that is uh, got several rows of these large crates um, that look pretty similar to the ones that come into the station. Um, and there's also big hangar doors here. Um, he says, this is shipping. This is where everything wants um, goes through the whole thing. Shipping comes, gets out of packaging, comes in here, and um, then we ship them out wherever they gotta go. Um, shipments are, at this stage, still pretty pretty slow, as far as I understand it, and eh, they don't let us in on sales numbers or anything like that, but I guess they're still working on branding or whatever so not a ton of orders could also be some like ethical concerns i guess but Eth ethical uh well i don't really know what people would use these for but i guess in something and i mean just based off of what whaling you makes the rest of the time Probably some sort of bioweapon, right? Right? 
It's gotta be. I see. This is not the most interesting room because everything's in boxes, but you did start backwards, so, I mean. I, I did, I did. I thought, oh, you know, let's be a little, a little, a little, a little adventurous. Ah, you I know? love going backwards. Mm-hmm. Lead on. All right. Yeah, uh, lead on. We're gonna, we're gonna skip a little bit in the order here just because this next, uh, next space, it's a little out of the loop. It's just as they get finished, they go into the loop. So it's like a separate production cycle. Uh, this is the gross one. So if you are squeamish, um, don't be. Uh, and he leads you down another hallway. And it's important to note that like the facilities are not empty. It is not just the three of you wandering around down here. Like there were people in the shipping area you know, uh, labeling boxes. They have, like, big labels they're putting on them, scanning them into, like, systems, like, uh, moving. They have, like, big cranes that they move the boxes around with and stuff like that. You can see them grouping them together <clears throat> for, like, particular shipments. Um, <clears throat> and so, like, as we walk into the next room, there's going to be a bunch of people in here. And you come into uh, a room, and he says, so this is... Uh, the factory floor. Some people call it meatpacking. You'll see why in a minute. And then he swipes his key card and opens the door. And you walk into what looks um, a lot like um, I don't know if you've ever seen any videos or pictures of like sausage processing plants. Um, very similar to that, but much larger scale in terms of big, big sausages. Um, and it takes a minute to realize exactly what all these people in here are making. Um, and then you finally see one near the end of the process and you realize they're making massive, um, not massive, life-sized human torsos, packed full of blood and flesh. Um, and they even breathe. They don't have heads, they have little holes in the chest instead. And Jason kind of like lets you all take it in and then uh, says, how you doing? Need to step out? No, but, but why? Ah, uh, you know, I'm starting to think maybe we shouldn't have gone backwards. That does kind of make it difficult to explain things. Um, this is um, a necessary level. Uh, because the alternative was like living things um, but then um, actually it was your research uh, got sent down to us and there was some decent trial and error and now we have um, the synthetic torsos but the not synthetic in the sense of like an android but synthetic in the sense that we grow the meat and stuff um synthetically but I mean it means if we ever get cut off we're great on food for a long time it'd be gross and cannibalistic but also not because it's you know anyway um not an ideal situation but just if you're thinking about worst case scenarios that's one of them uh yeah. is trying to keep a look of horror off her face as she realizes what all of this is yep um and then the last section is where um they get injected with um a particular cocktail of uh, DNA kind of depends on if there's any specific requests by the buyer or whatnot. Um, that's also definitely your research. Um, used to be we would 
put the cocktail together ourselves. Now they have the little, um, I don't know, they just sent some new AI system down. I don't really like it, but I guess that one's doing the synthesizing and we just make torsos now, which is way less interesting. What, what did you make before? Well, uh, before we at least got to add a little sauce to it, you know, but um, there was the early, early days we were using um, animals, which was gross and not ideal. Kind of um, wrecked havoc on, like, people's mental state. Nobody wants to see a cow explode. Um, or a pig, for that matter. Yeah. But we have, in the last uh, few months or so, Nah, longer than that. It's probably been half a year at this point. Been making torsos. Which is so serial killer, frankly, but corporatized, uh-huh. which is fun. It obviously not fun. Sorry, not fun. I you don't know me. That probably sounded so serious. <laughs> this place is messed up. Um Welcome to Wayland Yutani and welcome to hell, so yeah, kinda looks like yeah, so it's like Matilda's like our research. Mm-hmm. That's my babies in there. You got a lot of them. A lot more than this. This is just the uh this is just a shell. Uh we can move we can move right along and see the rest. This is the scary part mm-hmm. though, so Yeah, let's definitely move along. All right. Um, next on the list is gonna be packaging, which is technically the part that happens mm. before shipping. But again, the meatpacking zone, it's kind of its own corridor. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so he leads you around the corner and through another set of key cards. Um, and this is a bunch of different individual rooms that kind of line a singular corridor. <clears throat> Um, and there's like a whole lot of double door situations like it's an aviary and they're worried about birds escaping Um, and you watch uh, he stops you outside one of the double doors as you watch somebody coming through in like um, a hazmat suit um, and like a lot of protective gear and they're wheeling a cart um, or no they wouldn't be wheeling a cart sorry wrong stage Um, they're moving a torso on a hook like one of those meat hooks um and they're just kind of like wheeling it along uh very like gingerly very very carefully and they're they bring it into a room where you see a box and it looks like this is where they they put torsos in boxes now you know it wasn't shipping though the box is the boxes you saw in shipping and the boxes you see here are probably three times the size of a torso it's a high stress environment and it's better not to add any unwarranted factors um, yeah. because sometimes they explode and then, you know, people die. So let's not have any deaths today. That's the goal. No deaths today. And we say that every day. Uh, but yeah, so let's move on to Death Alley. And I, uh, I think you're going to really find this part interesting. And mm, Death Alley. then we'll jump back to our little heist team. We're having a completely different movie right now. So, Mercy and uh, Cosmo, what are you two doing with Vesper hanging out? Feels weird to ask Vesper what they're doing because... Yeah. (laughs) I I would like to remind the class that I hate Mercy with all of my guts. So I'm with Vesper (laughs) right now. 
Well, you're all in the same room, I think. I'm yeah. as far away from Mercy as the room allows me to be. I'm on Vesper's lap. On the other side of Vesper, if required. Uh, but yeah, so Vesper is um, probably moved Cosmo, like, off of them several times because they're trying to, like, work, and also they need Mercy's help with this because... Mercy does communications, and they're just an engineer, and they can get the camera out and rigged, but in order to make sure it's properly communicating with, like, a receiver so they can actually use the data, gotta be a little trickier. Um, so they're pulling it out of the, the helmet, um, which is, you know, a pretty solitary, quiet process. Just occasionally they're, like, grumbling nonsense to themselves. Um, and, um... And yeah, uh, what are you up to, Mercy? Uh, yeah, Mercy is just helping however she can with this process. Yeah. Um, why don't you give me ComTech with a plus one uh, as you and Vesper work together to rig up this camera? You're fine. You're keeping it together. I'm keeping it together. I got two successes, though, so I get a stunt, right? Nope, because you failed the- you got the stress oh, roll. because I got the stress. Okay, fine. It negates, um, all successes, which sucks. Um, yeah, so you- I think what happens is that the you can't quite get the receiver, um, queued up, but you can at least set the camera to record. So you can't see it live, but you can see it whenever, uh, Cosmo gets back from his- her adventure. I'm convinced it's because I hate you and I won't let you do it properly. <laughs> um, once it's been assembled as best as the two of you can make it, um, Vesper kind of like looks at Cosmo, who has been a little pain the whole time, looks at you, Mercy, and then goes, um, maybe I should try to hook it up. Cosmo seems kind of temperamental today. Yeah, that seems like it would be for the best. I guess I'm just good for food, but not much else. Yeah, well, you know, I don't even... I'm allergic to cats. Did you know that? That's a fun fact. I am allergic, and I've been stuck with a cat for four years. It's a mild allergy, or I would be dead, but... That's why I always seem like I'm sniffling. It's because of the cat. <laughs> and they get um, the camera, like, hooked up on a little harness that's wrapped around. Um, and I think the camera, like, hangs down under the collar. Um, so it's a little little heavy down there, but otherwise your head would be in the way, so. All right, Kaz. Let's uh, open this vent and, I don't know, go, go, go have fun. Catch a mouse, do cat stuff and get good data. And they open the vent and they kind of shoo you in. I will begin my exploration. I think before we zoom out onto Cosmo, like running through the vents, I think we can hear Mercy like sitting back down on the bed and asking Vesper, so what was all of that about at dinner? Is there someone here you're interested in? Vesper just like, oh gosh, I'm gonna try to get this receiver to work. Um, we'll come back to those two. Uh, Cosmo, what, um, what are you doing in the vents? What are you looking for? What are you, what are you doing? What are you up to? Well, I think in my cat knowledge level, we need information. 
And I'm not quite sure what that means in the grand scheme of things, because, you know, the concepts of, like, escaping and that are very complicated. But I know mm -hmm. everyone thinks xenomorphs are really cool, and I definitely know what they smell like. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I sniff out any xenomorph activity? Uh, that is maybe the strongest smell you have smelled yet. Ooh. It is. It, this this whole facility reeks of xenomorph to your sensitive kitty nose. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, it's not like strong up here, as in like there's a there's a xenomorph in the vent, but it's like all the people, every all the their places that they walk and they live, they they bring the scent with them. They're covered in the scent. It's just everywhere. Well, if there's a source that might be okay to check in the vents, because it's probably not going bad right now, uh, and might help by just exploring and seeing where people come and go to find the equivalent of an escape route. Yeah. Um, you go trundling through the vents. There's a lot of things your little kitty eyes see through, like, the vents as you, like, peek into each room. Um, some things are not meant to be seen. Uh, some things are very normal. Um... Some rooms are empty, some of them aren't, some are extra occupied, um, and you kind of get a little tour of the living facilities. There are a lot of rooms here, there are a lot of people here. Um, then you see that the there's two, there's the, the main lift that goes down to the next level, which is the ground floor level, um, and there's also a stairwell for emergencies, um, and there is another, like, stairwell area, but you're not sure where that leads, and the vent doesn't go into the stairwell, it just kind of goes past it. You can, like, peek in the vent and be like, stairwell! And then you have to keep moving. I would like to peek and be like, stairwell! I can't say stairwell, but I'd like to observe the mystery stairs, if I yeah. cannot go down them and keep going. Um, these stairs are empty. The other stairwell has like a couple people that are like going up and down not because they either didn't want to wait for the lift or they don't like to use the lift um and this one is empty weird my cat instinct wants to explore but i physically cannot you're stuck i'm stuck in the vent they should have sent a screwdriver with you <laughs> yeah if only i had a screwdriver and opposable thumbs that would have solved the problem perfectly <laughs> Screwdrivers don't need thumbs, that's the easiest one. Uh, but yeah, um, you at least have a flashlight on your collar. I do. I Not do that you need it because you're a cat, but you have one. Oh, right, I should probably turn that on sometimes. I actually, I don't know that people can't see in the dark, but this, actually, hmm. I'll turn it on sometimes, by accident, randomly. Yeah. I'll make the footage salvageable. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for the footage. I didn't even think about that, that's so funny. Yeah, because they can't see shit, but I can. Uh, I feel like I might know that people can't see in the dark, because I've seen you guys stumbling around and run into stuff, and it's like, huh, these yeah. guys are fools. They can't see anything when there's not enough light. How pathetic. Yeah. Um, you do eventually come to a couple points where the vents drop down. It's just a straight drop down, presumably to like the ground floor level. <laughs> But that's gonna be a a whole whole floor to go. Uh, is there any other routes, or does it just go straight down? It's, it's from the vents. It's go straight down. Um. So cats always land on their feet, right? Yes. They do need 
room to turn, but I guess if you go in the right way, then that probably won't matter, because you can't out of unturn from the right direction anyway. Will I take fall damage from jumping, Ferris? No, no. Okay. Uh, well, cats don't think things through. I'm not going to think about how I'm going to get back up. I'm just going to go down. Okay, yep. Um, you drop down. Um, there's a bit of a a moment of like, ah, because you can't quite tis- twist to keep yourself adjusted, but the space is small <laughs> enough that you kind of like squeeze your way down. Like you slide fast because you've covered a fur, but like you can't twist because there's not enough room, but you're going to land feet first because you can't twist. Um, <laughs> and you land pretty good. Cats are great shock absorbers, sir. That's literally no problem. Um, there's a there's a heavy thud though in the vents, and you hear somebody outside go, "What the heck was that?" Uh, I'm going to be very quiet as I proceed. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, you keep going along. You are now on the main level. Um, you've uh, got a lot of smells for interesting foodstuffs. Um, lots more people smells. There's a lot more people down here than there were upstairs. Um, and they're doing interesting things now. Um, and the xenomorph smell is a little bit stronger here, um, because less people have showered. (laughs) Um, but otherwise... Are there any new smells that I haven't smelled before? I mean, technically, yes. Tons and tons and tons of new smells, because, um, you haven't smelled any of these people before. Hmm, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh... I also keep recording and keep going. This this is a long path, and I'm gonna see how far I can take it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so you keep going along. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of interesting things that you haven't already seen. Um, you can eavesdrop. I don't know if the cat would eavesdrop, but you could do that. I can kind of understand words, so I'd love to eavesdrop, actually, if there's any important-looking rooms with just one or two people in it and a lot of papers. Um, yeah, you bypass, uh, one room. Not bypass. You go past the vent of one room, and you hear some, uh, two people in there having a conversation. Uh, there is a woman in there, um, in, like, the standard coveralls, and then you see, um an older woman covered in tattoos um, who seems to be complaining about something and the first woman uh, says look, Gruff, I know you're not satisfied with the way I run things around here, but you gotta live with what you get here I have only so much power with the higher ups, so what I can get is the best I can get that's just something we're all gonna have to live with Um, and the older woman goes, we shouldn't even be shipping this stuff, you know? We... It's frankly morally reprehensible. And the first woman goes, that's kind of rich coming from you, frankly, because, you know, you've already proven you don't have much for morals. Um, and the older woman's like, if you want to deal with it, then deal with it. But if you're not going to do anything, then I'm going to start taking things into my own hands. And the first woman goes, Gruff, just get the hell out of my office, would you? Um, And the older woman goes, this is going to come back and bite you if you don't nail this down now. And you know it. And then she goes. 
Ooh, they're fighting. I love when people fight. <laughs> Is there like any computer screens that are within my camera's view? Uh, yeah, there's probably a computer there. Um, okay. It's hard to see, get a clear view of it because, you know, events do the thing. Mm -hmm. But maybe uh, Mercy can work some magic on it to figure out what it says. Hmm, how sealed is the grate right now? Um, about the same that all the other ones are. Screwed into the wall. <gasps> if only I had a screwdriver. <laughs> um, is there any further or more that I can investigate that hasn't been seen already? Uh, not really. There's another uh, vent that goes down, but you can see, like, when you look down the vent, that there is, um, uh, something blocking it, like, another vent cover that blocks the full passage down. And so okay. it's technically a dead end. I kind of want to go back for the screwdriver and just come back and loot around this room, but, uh, I gotta get back up first. Which the is alternate way of getting out is to just have someone let you out one way or another. Yeah. But I don't want them to know I can vent. That's kind of sus. Uh, but what check is it to get ability? Are you fucking serious? Well, I guess you're pushing the roll. <laughs> that increases your stress, right? It does. It increases it by one. I'm gonna push. Hey, there we go. Oh Two successes. <laughs> That's an unfortunate amount of successes considering the amount of dice that I had. It happens. Um, so you get one stunt, and you you manage to crawl your way up, but you also get one stunt. So you can either give one to another PC in the same situation as you, uh, give a plus one modification to a later skill roll relating to this one, or impress someone. I think if I go back and steal the screwdriver, I might be able to do something with it. Be okay, ungovernable. I'm going to head back. I'm going to enter the room. Uh, as you guys are talking about whatever you're talking about, and just hear a soft little meh, 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 and a little meow, as I grab the screwdriver with my mouth. Cosmo, wait, no, come back. <laughs> I'm going back to oh, the bed. Wait, ah. <laughs> Shoot. Do you think that's a good that sign, or do you think they just wanted to steal something? I mean, it could go either way, right? Do you think they're smart enough to try and use a screwdriver? I don't know. The things I've seen that cat do. You hear from you hear from the vent. Yes. The things I've seen that cat do. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So I have a plan, but I don't know if I have the rules to pull it off. Alright, we will find out. And we're gonna jump back to Hmm. Do I wanna go to the gays or do I wanna go to the gays? Mercy, were you doing anything while you were waiting for Cosmo? So, the lever box is in here, right? Yes, it is. Is there a way to hook up lever to this outpost? Or would that require, like, being in, like, a main server room? Or how would that work? You would probably have to be in another uh, area. Okay, then I think that once... Cosmo has sort of come and gone. Mercy will notice Lover um, and say, well, I offered to look at their relays. Do you think that while I'm there, I should try and sort of kicks at 
where Lover was contained. You want to take a questionable AI system and plug it into their facility? I mean, she's on our side, at least. It's more than I can say for anything that I know for anything else here. No, so, that's true. She's also a tad bit murdery. Not that she's killed anyone that I know of, but she's very gung-ho for murder. Which is concerning in an AI, which shouldn't be gung-ho for anything. No, you're right. I'll wait until the other two get back and we can see how much murder we might be wanting her to do. Yeah, yeah. Could be an asset, though. But, I mean, also the plan is to get out of here, right? I assume. I assume that's the plan, right? Get out, get home, if she can, but based on what Jason was saying, I don't know how feasible that is. I know, right now we just seem to have helped them do what they were already planning. Just accelerated that little option. I mean, hey, if Lover murders a bunch of people, then maybe they'll need some, uh, new bodies to work and we can steal that ship and mercy is like half joking but i think it's clear that uh she would be willing to do this you have truly the most um adventurous ideas uh to think i once freaked out because there were two of you God, we could use her right now, huh? Oh, yeah. What do you think the androids are doing? I mean, based on that interview, I think they might just be living our lives. I have mixed emotions about that. (laughs) On one hand, I mean, yes, I'm glad my moms aren't on their own, but on the other hand, it's gonna be real awkward when I come back and don't remember anything. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to live over a bit, I can't imagine. I mean... We know that the company doesn't uh, let go of assets easily. Yeah, why do we have to fight our doppelganger? Because I'm not going to win that fight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I worked with mine and it turned out well at the time, but now I'm kind of regretting it. Yeah, yeah, maybe she's going to really like your life and not want to give it up. I mean, she can have it. I can start over. I'm fine with that. I just... God, I gave so many years of my life to this company, and I'm gonna have nothing to show for it. I mean, if we ever even do escape. At least we've done some pretty cutting-edge research, as far as I understand it. That's not nothing. Yeah, but what are they even using it for? I mean... Yeah, I... Hopefully that's what the other two are finding out. I just hope the answer isn't terrible. Back down below, we enter Death Alley. Uh, This one is also similar to the packaging side of the room, except for all of the spaces have um, glass windows between them, or clear windows between them, what what they're made out of. Who knows? Um, and you see that the torsos come through on their little track and their little meat hooks and they cycle in. And then in each room, <clears throat> there is um, a box that the torso enters. And then there is someone who um, re- opens up uh, the box and 
you watch as um, an egg blooms open and a xenomorph that you have come to call or come to know as the facehugger leaps out and wraps itself around the torso. And then it shuffles along to the next room. Uh, and Jason kind of stands at the entrance where you can you can see down the hall hallway as there's like six or seven face huggers attaching to torsos all at the same time as they go along. Um, and he goes, "Yeah, so you can see why we don't do cows anymore um, or pigs um, or humans for that matter, which definitely used to be." They said it wasn't on purpose, but I think we all knew otherwise. Um, so thank you for your research, because that improved things down here immeasurably. And you can also see why we call it Death Alley, because it does not take much to um, be a new host instead of a torso. Why would they have told me they were moving to human trials? If they have this. Well... Good question. There's, um, I guess that could mean. I don't really like what that could mean, as a matter of fact. I don't really like it either. I mean, it makes sense. There's evolution involved here. Why stick with something that works when there is something so much better. Like, I would say 30%, like generously, 30% of all human population, we can do better without. I can definitely see some unwanted unmissables being used as test subjects. I hate it, but it makes sense. Uh, I mean, that's half the staff here anyway. Want to see where it starts? Sure. All right. And he leads you along um, and comes to another room. Um, and he says, eh. It kind of like, there's a, a, a readout on the side of the room. And he kind of judges it for a minute and then goes, you know, we're not going to go in this one. Um, this is three rooms, though. But uh, room one, uh, this big one you see here, this is the, we call it the coop. And you can see through the window, obomorphs everywhere. Eggs. So many of them. Um, and it's very cold in this room. And you can see two other rooms across the way. Uh, the one there on the right is the hen house. Um, and the one then on the left is, uh, implantation, so. Eggs come out of the hen house, they go in the coop. Before we settle them in, we send them to implantation, get a neutralizer on them, bring them back out. When there's a torso ready, we ship them to Death Alley, passes through packaging, we pop a torso in a box, and then send to shipping, and by the time it ships out, it's not usually a torso in there anymore. Yep. And every so often we send a sample of one side or the other up to you all. And I guess you worked magic up there, because whatever you all do always comes down and does some fine work down here. Terrible, terrible work. But, um, I mean, you gotta... 
these are probably like nature's perfect predator. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Question for you. Um, sure. These um, torsos, are they ever eaten? By us? By who? By them. Oh, yeah, we, we feed the little uh, little suckers that come out of them, but that's why we... That's half the reason that they're so fleshy and bloody is because then they have something to feed on when they get out, and also because if they're not realistic enough, then they won't attach, and they'll just go for whoever loaded it up, which, well, probably explains why we have three empty rooms. Not to freak you out about it or anything, but you see... I mean, if anyone's gonna get it, it's gonna be you, right? Pretty much. Just wanted to double-check that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've had theories that they've eat as well, but, um, you know. Yeah, we, um, we typically use the torsos to feed the hen, but, you know, sometimes diet has to get buried, I guess. Um, Matilda will nod, um, kind of take these mental no these these mental notes and in her head because because this is pretty cool for her oh yeah um and he looks like into the egg room and he studies the little readout again he goes god i wish i could show you the hen house you would love it um legitimately the most beautiful thing i have ever seen in my life i cried i am not ashamed to admit it i cried hard She's beautiful. You'll see her one day. I just wish it could be now. Um, but yes, one day. One day we will see her. <laughs> Relax. You've got a queen in there? Yeah. Got a queen. She's fully grown? Yeah. That's amazing. She's incredible. You have, you have no idea. Oh, man. If Coop wasn't so Riley today, I would take you right in there. But, um,. Uh, not worth the risk, unfortunately. But she's a beauty. <laughs> uh, I probably sound like a weirdo with that, but I know this place is messed the hell up, but... I mean, do you... Do you say, uh... People who... Like, zoologists? People are really into lions and shit? Do you call them crazy? For being so into cats... No, oversized you know caps. That is a very vindicating viewpoint. Mm-hmm. These are just so much better than lions. Uh, and the way they change, depending on the DNA you put in them, we put something new in the host torso, and oh man, they come out completely different. There are times I want the box to break just to see what we got. I wish we had cameras in there or something. I wish we could see them every time. They're incredible. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm a little jealous of the buyers. Not for what they're going to use them for, but just because they get to see the finished product. We so seldom do. Anyway. That's been the tour. Oh, that's it? That's this it. That's thing? all that. Very informative. Yeah, it's the whole process. In reverse. Um, mm-hmm. There I guess cool. I guess we can head back up. That's uh, all she wrote, as it were. We'll lead the way. On down. 
uh, and he leads you back to the um, lift and um, goes in first, lets you walk in after him, um, and pushes the button and the lift starts to ascend. Um, and then suddenly the entire facility shakes, the lights flickering on and off as a crash echoes through... Uh, for some of you, it echoes through the halls. For some of you, it is echoing up and down the elevator shaft. And then an alarm blares, and the lift stops. And that's where we're going to end it. Ah, fuck, I'm in the vents! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us in the cold embrace of the company. There is no escape. I have been your game mother, and we have been Goblets and Gays. You can find us at Goblets and Gays all across the internet, including Twitch. Keep an eye on the vents. You never know what's lurking in them. Sometimes it's a cat. <laughs> Say goodbye, crew of the Medea. Yep. There's time in the fucking vents. <laughs> <laughs>